The next time you're on Interstate 80, stop in and see the folks at the Iowa 80 Truck Stop at Exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. They're always open and ready to serve you. Enjoy a sit-down meal at the Iowa 80 Kitchen or grab a bite from one of their nine quick-serve restaurants. You'll love their clean restrooms, huge gift store, beautiful convenience store, and, of course, the Super Truck Showroom stocked with plenty of chrome, lights, and more. While you're there, don't forget to visit the Iowa 80 Trucking Museum next door. It's free. The entire team at the Iowa 80 is very excited to celebrate 60 years with you. They look forward to being your home away from home for another 60 years. Sending you a giant thank you from Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop on I-80, exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. Iowa 80. It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. I'm Gary McNamara. He's Eric Harley. All right, here we go. Yeah, going where where uh, Canada is uh, going. All right, this will, uh, if it continues, would end up with at least attempting to put parents in jail. A California state bill was recently amended so that parents in a custody battle may be liable for child abuse if they do not affirm the gender identity of their children. Told you, AB nine fifty seven, which passed the state assembly on May third, originally proposed the courts deciding. Custody cases must consider whether each parent uh, were gender-affirming of the child in question. The amendment has added to the state standard of what it constitutes parental responsibility for child welfare, mm-hmm. requiring that parents must be affirming of their child's gender identity if they are to be judged fit for providing the health, safety, and welfare of the child in a court of uh, law. Mm. And what it gets down to is it did in Canada because they had this law. And you had a father who said, I'm not going to refer to my child as a as a he. Right. Uh, you know, I name them. That's their name. When they get to be an adult, they can change their name. Right. This is their name, and this is the sex that uh, they are. Mm-hmm. And the court said that he must refer to her mm-hmm. uh, with the gender pronoun or he would be in contempt of court. Right. And so he went to jail for contempt of court. Right. And this is where we're heading to in California. This is the absolute insanity of the left in this country. Yeah, and they wonder why people are leaving in droves. Yeah. It's, it, and, and we told you this, we said, they want it deemed as child abuse. Child abuse. And this is the next step. This is the next move. Because if they can then have you convicted of child abuse, the state can get authority over your child. That's how that works. And you go to jail. And you go to jail. Yeah, you're punished. The government punishes you. And you are no longer a fit parent. They can take the child from you. 
we weren't lying when we said this is the next step, and here we are. No. It, it, it was not one of these slippery slope things. No, this is the next measure. This is part of the agenda. This is the playbook. Because when you can't win on the in, in the discussion of ideas, when you can't win over hearts and minds, when indoctrination is failing you, then the only thing you can do is gain full authority. And you gain full authority by controlling the language and the mindset in a legal way that has punishment, as laws do, as the enforcement. And this is exactly what they do. This is absolutely right out of the playbook. We we expected this to happen. We know that California tried it a couple of years ago with mm-hmm. some uh, healthcare workers where mm-hmm. they said if they did not use the proper uh, pronoun, they could end up in jail. Right. The California Supreme Court came in and said, sorry, that's unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. Right. So right. now what you have is the courts or the the California wishes to compel speech of parents right. of things that are not scientifically true. Right. This is how insane the Democratic Party is. Mm-hmm. And that at that point... And in that regard, the parent is not the authority. Right. The parent is. That's why it's insane. I mean, that's the the parent must submit to the will of the child. Mm -hmm. And use a pronoun, which pronouns have always been to scientifically differentiate between men and women Mm -hmm. and boys and girls. And you must say the science doesn't matter. Right. All that matters is what my child wishes to hear from me. Right. And if I don't give my child what my child wants, then I could end up in jail just like the father did in Canada. Yep. They wish to criminalize it now. It's child abuse if you won't lie to your child about science. Right. This is the mainstream of the Democratic Party today. This isn't fringe. This is mainstream. Understand how radical they are. Understand how insane they are. And I'm convinced that in Chicago at their convention next summer, this is going to be on that stage. This issue will be one of their key issues on that stage. I believe it'll probably get some prime time uh, in in uh, uh, with with whoever the the speaking lineup is going to be. They will at least mention it, but it will be prominent at their convention. They're fighting for this. The current Department of Justice is taking on states legally, going after them. When that joint uh, edict came down from the. Obama administration, we told you that, would well, even if there's a Republican in the White House, the Democrats aren't done. They'll be back. 
and they will be back in a more radical and intent manner. And that's exactly where we are. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not a surprise. I mean, I, we expected nope. it, nope. but it's nope. just... No, to, it was only a matter of yeah, time. Yeah, just to show you that they're not backing off. Right. And and that this <clears throat> has to be because the, it, it if you ask yourself, you know, where are they going? Well, did you think they were going to be done? And so what are they looking to achieve? Well, they're looking to achieve that authority. And this is where they are. This is and, and in order to do that, you're going to have to deem this as child abuse. Mm -hmm. We said we'd use those words. So it's it is abusive and the way they will argue it when it goes to court and it will is, well, the child's mental welfare is at stake and it is abuse. You're, as a parent, you are contributing if you don't succumb to the will of that child. And every day that you use those words in your house, you are abusing your child. And that's how they're going to argue this in court in, in the same manner that they wrote this bill it's exactly where they were going with all this and that's mm -hmm. the that's the argument that's the basis to, of their legal argument in right. in court when this and, goes to court and and again the the full uh when you when you look at okay what's the end goal the mm -hmm. end goal is to uh coerce language yep Yep. mandatory speech from yep. people yep. and if you don't agree to the mandatory speech you are punished by society mm -hmm. to the point of being called a criminal if you don't use the mandated speech of the government yep it doesn't matter if it defies science all that matters is it is deemed this is the language that is correct. You must speak it or we will punish you. Wow. I mean we're getting to animal farm territory. We, we here. know we we really are because it 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 is all about controlling. It must it requires the the agenda, the 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 plan requires that you control the language. Yes. When you control the language, that's everything. And no one will be able to speak out of turn. And this is why, too, that right now, if there is any dissent at all from their own side, then the mob will come after them. Boom. Uh, it's interesting because we had talked about this when, uh, you know, Antifa came out. Mm -hmm. and then the, the new anti-racist movement. The anti-racist mm -hmm. movement is actually racist. Yeah. Antifa yeah. is actually pro-Tifa. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they're exactly. actually they're actually pro-fascist. They're yeah. not anti-fascist. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. They're pro <clears throat> and we saw it in the in the liberalism in the Democratic Party. Take a word, redefine it to be 180 degrees the opposite of its intent. Yep. And you've seen that with the the uh, the gender sex uh, movement, the, the radical gender sex movement in this country, 
You've seen it in the racism movement. You've seen it all across the board. Change the definition of words and then compel people to use those words. Yeah. Mandate, not just compel. Right. Mandate under the force of punishment of the government that they must use the new definition of the word. Yep. Even if it is incorrect or unscientific. Because once you control the language under the with the fear of being punished behind it, then you start controlling thought. And how is that? How do, how is it that we know that? Even in a free society, when you start using again, like you pointed out, changing the definition of words, but using certain words, the sensibilities change. Ask any of the writers out in Hollywood when they come off strike. Are they still on strike? Yeah. When when <laughs> when. They try and pass something, uh, you know, pass the censors. Uh, we talked about it uh, uh, with Steve Byrne uh, when he was on, you know. A, the comedian. It, yeah, the comedian. And, and he he knows, as a lot of uh, creative people do, you know what it's like to go through and write something and then try and have network or cable network uh, uh, censors go through it and then send it back. And why is that? Well, <gasps> You can't say this. That's this is 2023. So you start controlling the thought. Well, when it's the government, when it is the all-powerful government doing it, and there is a fear of someone here overhearing you say that, and then all of a sudden, uh, child protective services is at your door. There is that fear. Then you start controlling the thought because people have to behave differently you control you control thought and behavior as soon as you start well, controlling the language you saw it at the college campuses mm -hmm. when you know and i haven't seen it a lot lately but whether it's campus reform or any of these other groups would send people to the college campuses to ask yeah. them well do you believe that a you know can you do you believe that a biological man can be a biological woman because they say so well I don't see the harm. Well, I guess I don't see the harm in it. Uh -huh. Well, can you be, you know, and they look at a white person and say, can you be black? Mm. Well, I guess if you want to, I mean, I'm not going to get angry for And you can tell they all know it's BS. Right. But, but, they're, it's, but they're, it, they're, they've been intimidated. The enforcement they, of the mob. Right. Is, is, and that's the, that's where they are now. But when that enforcement is gained through uh, political will by the government, then it's it's over right because the the political will of the government now becomes legislation to punish yep. you if you do not speak the government lingo yep doesn't yep. matter whether it's accurate doesn't matter whether it's a uh, holds up to scientific mustard none nope. of this matters nope. Nope. all that matters is you must abide by the government's definition you must use these words. If you don't use these words, think about this. The government compelling speech is where California is is going to. And they view that as, well, we're about democracy here. Mm -hmm. So we're going to compel speech. Mm -hmm. No. You're the ones that call, call the other side the F word. You're the F word. Mm -hmm. Fascist. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, that's it. Control the speech. Then you control thought and behavior yep. behind that. And we're here. We all know what's going on. It's obvious. Yep. Don't let them get away with it. Nope. We won't.
866-90-RED-EYE. U.S. agricultural exports are declining while ag imports are growing. The latest complete trade numbers we have are for the first seven months of this fiscal year, October through April. They show ag exports $114.6 billion, down 4% from the same time frame a year ago. Imports of foreign ag products are up 4% at $115 billion. Or a trade deficit of $700 million which USDA economist Bart Kenner says could grow by the end of the year to a $17 billion deficit, main reason a strong U.S. dollar. That typically is a headwind for exports uh, as our products are more expensive compared to similar products from other countries for foreign buyers. But a strong dollar is a strong tailwind for sales of foreign products in the U.S. As our U.S. dollars are able to purchase more goods for the same price. Goods like fruits, vegetables, and wines. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed. Brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. Bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. It's Friday Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. You know, we did that uh, tipping story earlier today about how tipping is down yeah. because of inflation. And I told you the story about a friend of mine who's retired and so just once in a while, you know, does the Uber thing. And, and last week did it two days, 30 rides. Out of 30 rides in two days, two tips. That mm. was it. Mm. Uh, reading here that more Americans are struggling to pay their household bills compared with a year ago. Uh, but the hardship is not hitting all groups equally. Of course, it's not. Older workers and people over 65 who are largely retired have experienced the sharpest rise in financial hardship among all age groups compared with the year earlier, according to an analysis of the U.S. Census data. Yeah. The share of people 55 to 64 years of age who said they are having difficulty in paying their bills in the last seven days 
rose eight percentage points in late April to early May versus a year ago. A startling 37% of people in that age group report finding it somewhat or very difficult to handle their financial obligations. Almost 30% of seniors or those 65 years or older are struggling to pay their expenses. A seven-point jump from earlier this year. Just expected to get worse because prices aren't coming down. Mm. And the I, I guarantee that the people that are having the, the toughest are the ones that are on fixed incomes and oh, might yeah. not have sure. a huge 401k. Right. And as we always said, this inflation will always hurt the poor and those with uh, uh, you know, limited incomes, the best, you know, the, the most, yep. well, yep. I mean, senior citizens, uh, fixed incomes. Right. Yeah. And, and that's it. And th- because you have little choice, especially if you're in a situation where you really can't do anything for, uh, to, to earn more money. You know, we do hear the stories of, of, uh, those on fixed incomes and seniors going back to work even part-time, but you, if you can't do that, if you don't have that option. I, there's nowhere to go. And no. and that's a massive impact. And let's say you have a little in savings to supplement your, your fixed income, your retirement, your Social Security, or whatever it might be. That drains pretty quickly when prices are still so high. You know, the rate of inflation, because it's not happening out in, in the media as much, the rate of inflate rate of inflation has dropped. Prices aren't coming down in big ways. There are some exceptions to that rule. You see the fluctuation in in energy prices, mm-hmm. um, but you do see you know a, some drops here and there. The overall costs are are still high, very high, and aren't going down, and that's going to be a problem. to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. And he's Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Uh, thank you for uh, being here this morning. Yeah, here it is. Hmm. <laughs> uh, third party presidential candidate Cornell West told President Biden to get off the crack pipe. <laughs> During his first interview since announcing his run for office, the 70-year-old announced his bid for Biden's job on Twitter last Monday. He's a former professor at Harvard and Princeton uh, and is as ultra-left-wing, far-left that you could possibly imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He says, I'm running for truth and justice as a presidential candidate for the People's Party to reintroduce America to the best of itself, fighting to end poverty, mass incarceration, ending wars and ecological collapse, guaranteeing housing, guaranteeing health care, education and living wage. Blah, 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 blah. He calls for Medicare for all. 
That's still the best line we ever came up Medicare with. Medicare for all. You don't have <laughs> Medicare for some. You yeah. can't complete Medicare for some. Yeah. Some Medicare for some. Yeah. some. You can't do some Medicare for some, and you want to do Medicare for all. Yeah, we can't even do that because Medicare for all would be, they meant free Medicare. Right. They're, we can't even do Medicare for some without yeah. uh, a heck of a lot of cost. And even with people putting in for it their entire lives mm -hmm. and still paying premiums, Afterwards, to get full health care coverage, you have to get the supplemental stuff. Right, you have to you have to get full health care coverage. You got to get the supplemental, and it's still going to go bankrupt. Yeah, after people put in their entire lives for it. No, we're just do Medicare for all because we got Medicare now. Yeah. Uh, so he uh, his platform calls for medic free Medicare for all, mm. uh, protection of abortion access mm. till birth, and student debt forgiveness. All right. Well, oh, good man. luck with that. If Democrats are putting out Medicare milk toast neoliberal politicians who can't say a mumbling word about military militarism, mumbling, that's mm. directly at Biden. Uh, ah, can't, can't say a mumbling <laughs> word about the serious response to poverty. Can't say a mumbling word about serious white supremacist practices. Mm. I mean, Biden himself said America is not a racist society. I said, get off the crack pipe. <laughs> All right. What do you mean that he might get, you know, 3 to 5%? He, he may get 30% of the vote, Democratic vote. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Think about it, though. The only... The only a uh, person running for president that has said anything that vicious towards Biden, get off the crack pipe, <laughs> is a liberal. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not going to happen for West, but um, we'll... You know, what will be interesting to see is is where the party is, where the, the left is. And he represents, as you mentioned, I mean, look, he's the he is far left. Yes. And and <laughs> did he mention anything in that interview? Did he mention anything about age? He must have. I didn't I didn't see the whole thing. I didn't. Well, know. He's old. well you know, something I've mm. always thought. I always thought he was he always looked to me to be ancient. I think he's 70 or 71, 70 or 70 okay. years old. Yeah. I always, I thought he was 70 15 years ago. He just looked older. Yeah. He always had Cornel a little West. bit of gray in his beard. Yeah. And, and mm. yeah, yeah. But I guess you're not going to bring that up about Biden. If you are over 70, right. You're not going to bring up age uh, as an issue. Well, 70, just come up with a new one. Make something up. 70 is a new 30. 80 is the new 90. 80 plus crack is the new oh, 90. No, 80 plus 80. crack is yeah. the new 90. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the far left, obviously, look, the majority of his party doesn't want Joe Biden to be the guy. No. It's not going to be Cornell West. But. And and you're not going to unless the Republicans or uh, the case if there is a case we don't even know if there's a case on the 
uh, bribery goes somewhere, if the Republicans are able to, to show something and then all of a sudden, it, if there's hard evidence on a quid pro quo, then that changes everything. Otherwise, Joe Biden's the guy. But what does it look like in the summer of 2024? Wow, a year from now. Nobody is saying it. Of course, Cornell Westman mentions the mumble, <laughs> mumbling. <laughs> Look, he is saying it. But this is exactly what you have to look for. There has the decline is real. For I don't know what's mm-hmm. behind it. The cognitive decline is absolute. Oh, and had, what does it yeah. look like between now and next summer? He had one couple of sentences last week that yeah. made no sense yeah. at all. Right. You were like, he's not making sense at all. Does he, is he like he was just throwing out words? It was really, really bad. Yeah. And uh, and and so that's that's essentially where we are. If he's if, if there is no evidence brought forward on a or or nothing happened, let's just say if nothing happens out of the whole bribery thing, which is ludicrous to think about nothing happening. But if nothing happens and he's still the guy, he's the nominee. What in the world is it? What does a debate sound like? It will really. I'm, I'm, I know where they're going to have hearings. I mean, and I, they're going to have hearings before mm. 2024. Right, so I right. believe probably the time to have the hearings would be in the fall mm-hmm. when you've got people's attention as you're getting closer to it. Mm-hmm. I would think, unless they don't want to start the hearings till after January, till you get well into the midterms until he is politically damaged. If you believe you've got him, then you want him politically damaged in April or May. Yeah, when a significant right. portion of it has gone by, right. and then they're in a panic situation. If you're talking about, and again, it, since the since the law enforcement agencies don't seem to care about it, well, then you're going to bring politics into it big time. If the opposition party, yeah. especially what what they see as a two tier justice system, well, then they're going to take every advantage. So they may not come out until. January or February and have all their ducks in a row. And then that's when the hearings start. Because think about it. How many whistleblowers will they be able to bring in? I don't know. You know, they had four, was it four whistleblowers? Yeah. From the FBI a couple of weeks ago. Right. Now they weren't related to this. That was right. more on the weaponization of government and while and, and why they quit. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, when you saw that one FBI agent talk about the fact that he quit, he could not justify sitting outside of schools mm-hmm. and Writing taking down, down taking license, license plates, plate numbers of parents. Yeah. And, and you see, you know, the desperation that you see here when you see that the Southern Poverty Law Center, and there was an editorial in the, in the Wall Street Journal or an op-ed piece from these two women that run this one, you know, parents, whatever it is, parents group. Right. And they said, you know, we saw this and we chuckled a little bit, but we weren't surprised because we know that we're a threat to them. We yeah, know that parents, yeah. and you said it a long time ago when you talked about Disney, and you said, Disney thinks they're having this debate against DeSantis. Nope. You said, they're not. They're having the debate against parents and everything with critical race theory and every, you know, it was like the 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 Yunkin, uh, what's his name, race? Um, McAuliffe. Uh, Mac- McAuliffe race. Mm-hmm. You know, McAuliffe, you know, if he lost, it's because... When he talked about 
parents' relationship to children when and, it comes to their education. And not having a place in the classroom. Yeah. Parents don't have any place in the classroom. And I think the poll shows 70% of parents believe it, which means 30% of liberals, which basically makes up the liberals in the this country don't. Right. But the rest of the people, which means conservatives and independents, absolutely believe it's the parents, uh, you know, decision through their elected school board uh, that should set that that sets policy. But ultimately, it's the parents responsibility to be over their kids lives. And so you saw that. And yep. we yep. saw the Yunkin thing. We go, well, McAuliffe thinks this is a left versus right thing. Right. What he doesn't understand is you're going after the parents. This is parents versus these Democratic politicians mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. that are doing all of this. So, uh, you, I, you know, you you look at that. I mean, this election for 2024 across the board, we are in completely uncharted territory. Oh, yeah. Completely. Yeah, I, yeah, it, yeah. Nobody can make a prediction of where the public is going to go in this one. Throw the playbook just, out right now. I, it just... Yeah, because it's, it's nothing applies. Not, it, I mean, I don't... Very few, I, Historic uh, a, a, a precedents or patterns will uh, will apply in the way that they have in the past, and that's what you well, look for: certain trends of okay, where the, where the voter goes this way in an economy, a bad economy, or you know any of that. Uh, that that always has some bearing, but the measurements of the 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 weight of that bearing will be different. I think, though, you know, you talk about all the issues, the issues of the day and everything else, and then you look at the two-tier uh, two-tier justice system, mm-hmm. and and you think about this now. You think about even, you know, you, uh, Trump, and that's what, not Trump's actions, but the fact that, well, if you're going after Trump, and you should have gone after Hillary, and you, obviously you got to go after Biden. Right. And you're not going to do that. So there's a two-tier form of justice. But then you look at right now, and you look at how the FBI doesn't seem to have any interest in investigating uh, the Hunter Biden family. You look at the Department of Justice. You look at the FBI whistleblowers going after parents, mm-hmm. calling parents domestic terrorists. I mean, this kind of thing. The Southern Poverty Law Center coming out and saying that these parents that run the that on these school boards that are trying to change schools for the better are somehow now hate groups. And you see, right. and you look at it, and you say, "What's protecting us anymore?" Right. Law enforcement isn't enforcing the law anymore. In fact, they're coming after us in some cases. In an equal equal way. They're coming after the little guy now, not only going after the big guy, but they're going, well, the big guy on our side, Mm -hmm. but they're going after the little guy too, and there seems to be no one defending us. All of a sudden, all the other issues of the day, inflation, everything else, it's like, my God, you know, what have we become as a as a government i mean mm-hmm, mike mm-hmm. how has how has this rot uh gotten to the point and and now it's gotten right down to the the parent parental level at schools yeah where they go my god this thing is just and then you see the 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 uh uh the the pride movement which has become the radical transgender movement that is promoting insanities infecting mm-hmm. i saw jim nance yesterday turn yeah. on the golf first thing i see LGBTQ, and we need to support them. Do you understand Jim Nance? Does Jim Nance understand that he is supporting the mutilation of young children? Right. Does he understand that when he right. announced that right. yesterday? Right. Yeah, I remember saying, it's all over the place. It's in, 
It's in, this insanity has infected every part of every big institu- business institution, whatever. Oh, yeah. Now, there's a great debate going on in it now, which mm-hmm. is great, but it owns the Democratic Party, and it owns a significant portion. And people look at this and say, my God, it's even in law enforcement now. It's everywhere. Who do we trust? Right. And the only person you can say you trust or the only party is a Republican Party and or Trump or something like that. Right. Does this become an election on a two-tier justice system or that and all the other issues combined i don't know i don't know yeah i no i can't i can't even say that i believe it'll go here i believe it'll go there or i can't even put any weight in any of those directions and say well we can talk about all the possibilities but honestly everything is changing so quickly yeah that also adds to that list of possibilities in terms of how the outcome will be. And I don't know. Oh, and by the way, and also Jim Nance, when he said that yesterday, you're also talking about biological males get to define biological females and compete against sports with them. And I'm like, wow, I mean, it's like CBS, are you that far behind on this? Right. But I mean, and so it is, this is, the culture wars are not dying. Nope. At all. Nope. 866-90-RED-EYE. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. All right, so just reading here from the Babylon Bee. Yeah. <laughs> Trump names Hunter Biden as his running mate, so DOJ will stop investigating him. <laughs> That's funny and true. That uh, might work. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's great. Oh, I love that. Wow. Trump classified documents include secret recipe for McRib. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. U.S. is not a banana republic, says Biden, while showing off his cool new uniform. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. That's funny. That's funny. Funny stuff. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.